Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to do a little auction draft talk because we haven't really done any talk yet this season about auction drafts. And if you've, I mean, if you've listened to us in the past, you'll know that auction draft is by far our favorite format in fantasy football. It's, I mean, I don't even, it's hard to explain, I guess, if you haven't done auction, hopefully you have, but it's just so much better, Jeff. It's so, right? I mean, I don't know. Well, it's, it's just better, right? Oh, 100% better. It's, I, I shouldn't say 100%, but it is by far my favorite. Oh, and it's so much fun. I love it because it, if, if you're, if you're the first couple of years you do it, if you want to do a snake draft, I'm all about it. Snake drafts are very fun. Um, but they, to me, his snake draft builds in a handicap for everyone yes. where, where you, you'll always be in the running, right? And you have to select a certain spot. Um, but with an auction, it opens up all sorts of strategy that you can play. So even if I wanted to go big on two players because I feel like I know a lot of sleepers that are going to hit, yep. I can do that. Yep. You can't do that with the other one. Um, yeah, that's why I love it so and much. It's, yeah, it's like sometimes you're handcuffed with the position you are where certain players are just not going to be there for you. And you can't re- – you mean you could reach for them but it might screw up the rest of your draft. It's just you're handcuffed by your draft position. With an auction, you can go in with a strategy on certain players you want and you can get those players. Every single time you can, you know, you know, you never know how each draft and auction is going to play out, which we'll talk about that. And I guess more about how one we just did the other night went and how, again, it, it's hard to even go into the strategy because you never know what it's going to do. But before we get into that, make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF profit or Instagram at it's fantasy football profit on there. Our website's fantasyfootballprofit.com. If you have any questions you want to get on the show, we'll read, definitely be reading some questions here. Definitely starting next week as well. We'll try to do some more mailbag shows. So we want to get your questions. We'll be doing mailbag shows every week throughout the season. You know, we're going to start it in a week or two. Email us at fantasyfootballprofit.gmail.com. We'll get your questions in. We'll do. Yeah, probably at least once a week we'll do, I think, an entire mailbag show. And we'll, you know, sprinkle in some questions here or there if we get some ones that maybe pertain to the topic that we're on that day. But then, you know, that once a week, help you with your lineups, trade questions, all that. Just make sure you guys get those questions in. So auctions, auction, auction, auctions. So like the other night we did an auction. We were in a long-running league. I think this is the 11th season now in this league. Um we're in a couple one. This is probably our, our second league, I'll say. Our second one. Not the not the biggest one, but it's it's similar and it's auction. And you go into it every year with a certain strategy. You might think you know it's gonna happen, and then it wow, this one this shows how I mean fun auction can be. There's just no set. You never know. You have to adjust on the fly. Is two hundred dollar auction budget. Christian McCaffrey goes for ninety dollars. Ninety dollars. And I think right there, both both of us. You're just like adjusting on the fly in what you're doing, aren't you? That's the fun for me. I don't know. It's you go in with some certain strategy and then you can change and switch it up. And I went with wide receiver heavy because of it. And I don't even remember what you did, Jeff. Something. Yeah, I went. I went <laughs> wide receiver heavy, and I. I, I mean, I was. Uh, I was cornered. I had yeah. to. I had to go ahead and I had to find running back help. Yep. So I went after the people I believed in the most that I thought I could get at a discount. One of them I did not. I ended up paying a ridiculous amount for a chub, which I I still very much like. 
But um, that, that's what I love about it too, because my what I do actually does affect everyone else, right? Yep. You pick if you're in a snake draft and you pick, you know, Odell with a third pick. It it doesn't alter it that much. No, one no. person is like, great, I get to pick one of the running backs I want, whatever it may be. I can go and I can set a price at you know McCaffrey. He went for ninety, way over what his actual auction value should be, or was actually you know for if you look at ESPN, I think his auction value is fifty six or something of that nature. He went for ninety because you know there there were some keepers involved, two two per team. So don't get too excited about how <laughs> how it played out. It does change a lot. Um, but because of that, you knew that running backs were me a lot. That also sets it so you're like, all right, wide receivers, some of them might actually be a good deal. And you're like, or will everyone spend up front a ton of cash and then wait and then pick off mid-range players that you really like later yep. on? So you're kind of calculating this as you go. And for me, I mean, I, you look at tiers as well. Chubb was probably mm -hmm. the last one of a tier. And they knew as soon as he was the last one, they we had yeah, to go exactly. for it. So I had to battle out another guy to get him. But he also probably knew I, I was going to keep going. So mm -hmm. he could force my hand and actually make me spend more, which yeah. I was willing to do, but hurt me later on. Well, I think that is where tier rankings are. They come into they're the best for an auction. I mean, we... I don't tier rankings don't come into effect very much for me in a snake. They just don't. It's it. There's really it goes down the line. You pick the guys the best that are available. But tier rankings make sense for an auction. And you got to know if you rank three running backs, let's say in one tier, if it's the last one and you don't have one yet, you know what? You might need to get them. And one of my things I always say, like you really don't want to get caught just watching the action and just. Prices can get a little higher than you expected. Like this could have happened to us is I, I usually come up with like a spreadsheet of like prices and what I think I, kind of team I can come up with. And I think it's a good strategy to have is, you know, good practice is to come up with what you think players will be and maybe the team you could build around that. But don't set whatever limit that number you put there. Don't like just hold fast to that necessarily like because it's it could change drastically like it did. But if you have tier rankings, like I think. This actually this is funny because in the draft the other day, this didn't actually happen this way, but I still feel like it normally typically does. This year, I think, was just an odd occurrence is I'd say if you have like a three or four tier, you know, of players, I feel like the first one out of the tier almost typically like towards the beginning of the draft, especially goes cheaper than like the second or third. It didn't actually happen for us the other night. I mean, I guess it kind of I mean, I guess you could say McCaffrey was his own tier. If, if you really look at it that way, because Zeke was out there, but Zeke has a different situation right now. So I guess he kind of did like McCaffrey was his own tier. And because of that, he was the last one in the tier, I guess. So, yeah, it does work. The last player in the tier goes way, goes way higher. Once you realize if people have an idea, if people are paying attention and usually at least a couple of them are, they need like a running back. It goes nuts. So sometimes the first one off the board is actually the better value. Like strike early. Get your guy early. Don't wait around. And yeah, if you get caught watching like, oh, these prices are too high, too high. Maybe they're not. This is what that auction is. Every auction's different. Every you can't we could do that same draft we just did, and it would be completely different today. Oh yeah. It it you can't base it off anything. So I just say don't get caught watching. Don't get don't get too spooked by prices early on. You know, there's if there's a guy you want, I guess you can spend big to get him. I really Unless, as long as you have a strategy after that to fill in spots, you don't have to be scared off from it. And yeah, if you're in ESPN or whatever, don't look at that value. 
<laughs> that's on there. I mean, right? yeah, don't I look mean, at their value. Don't don't hold true to them, but definitely yeah. look at them because it I, I do have to say it affect will, others. Maybe it will affect a hundred percent of the other people in there. It will affect you to the point where when you're bidding and you're freaking out and yeah. you say that, I guarantee the majority of players, especially in the first twenty percent, which are going to be the big names, they're going to hit their their value and probably go over. If you get anyone for underneath that, even if it's three dollars, you did really really well. Later on, when people have less money, you'll start getting deals. But I think the number one sin that most people commit when we're when they're doing an auction draft is they leave money on the table. Yeah, I can't do that. I have we literally when we first started <laughs> doing auctions, I no joke, and they will claim that this was on purpose because <laughs> they, yeah. they had a bunch of sleepers they really wanted. But I've watched people leave twenty, thirty dollars. Oh, forty. 40 yeah, it was forty on the table. On a $200 auction, 41 that's can, a, that's a, that's a turn, star player. Yeah, you can turn your mid-level running back yeah. into the number one overall. Yeah. It, so that is the number one. Don't do that. And that's why I like Craig when he's saying don't get caught watching. Don't. And I like to know, uh, here, how do you, when you are going into an auction, assume mm-hmm. there's no keepers, anything yep. like that. Like today, if you're going into an auction, what is the the number one, like, who are the few people, even if it's a tier of people, that you absolutely are going to leave the draft with? How would you okay. how would you go so ahead handle that? How I would do it, let's say this year, basing on this year. Right. I'm gonna go into that draft and honestly, I think I'm going to I kind of think I like to do this the there's a couple different strategies, like stars and stars and studs or whatever. I kind of like that. Because I feel if I get the stars, I feel like my ability to find sleepers and waiver wires is decent. I mean, maybe better than some people in our leagues. And a lot of you listening. Not everyone in your league is listening to a podcast right now. You probably have an advantage. So what I would do is I'm leaving. I might go, even if I go running back wide receiver. So I'm getting, it's so hard right now with Zeke. I, let's just say, let's say Zeke is in the top tier. Yeah. Let's say there's top mm-hmm. four. I'm leaving with one of those top four running backs. I don't know which one it is. I'm getting one of them. I'm leaving with a top four receiver, which to me is going to be what? Uh, Hopkins, Adams, Beckham, Julio. I'm leaving with one of each of those. It or I might go two of the running backs. I, I'm gonna get greedy. I like doing that these days. I used to be try to be more balanced, but I feel like the more auctions I've been in lately, the a lot of people spend big early where you can get some values later on. You really can. And I think to me, I want the star players. I want a couple star players and I want to then build around them because I feel like there's enough people in the waivers. There's enough later on values where I want one top running back. I want one top receiver tip. I think that's maybe probably where I'd go a little easier. And then maybe, you know, I don't want to my second running back, though. I want to make sure he's like a. I want him to be like a an RB one ranks. I want him to be top 12. I don't want to leave there. I want to. two top 12 running backs, I guess, and one top four receiver. And I want to I think I can pull that off every time. And I think not everyone likes to do that, I guess. They want more balance. I just, I want the players. I want the stars and I'll find the rest. Doesn't, I guess, always work, but for the most part, I've been pretty successful with it. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. And I think that if you do that, you can, you can kind of like, like Craig, man, you can make up for it. Right. So Mm -hmm. if you do, and you get those really, really big names and we're talking about people that are almost guaranteed, as long as they don't get hurt, they will produce. You're looking for those. If you're going to spend that kind of money, you're looking for safety as well. So when you combine those two, because later on wide receiver, if you have one of those big time guys, more than likely you can find a wide receiver too. 
Someone that has made that jump. Someone, you know, something like that. Where, I mean, if you go down even to people that are single digit, so $9 and below. And right now I'm, I'm going off of ESPN values if anyone wants to follow along just to give you a better idea. I mean, we're looking at a lot of young guys that could jump up there. Dante Pettis is only $4. Christian Kirk is only $4. Will Fuller is 5 if he ever stayed healthy. Uh, AJ Green, even though he'll miss a substantial, you know, a first few games at least, is only $9 right now. So there's way to make up for that very large investment of, say, Saquon and McCaffrey early, which will take, you know, I don't even know, yeah, two-thirds of your, your bankroll perhaps. Maybe not quite that much, but a, a lot. Um, and so here, what other rules do you live by as far as auction goes? So how much, here's a, mm-hmm. I'll just lead you into it. How much do you spend on quarterbacks? Yeah, see, by the strategy, I norm, since I normally do that strategy, of, I try to get the big time guys. I don't spend on quarterback. I get a, I get a $1 quarterback and that's all I get. Same thing with tight end. I, I, I broke that rule a couple times in tight end. Maybe I spent two, I, one year, a couple, like two seasons ago, I did, I had a different, it was a keeper league I got. So it is it's different, but I got Travis Kelsey for like 11 bucks. But typically, if you want to go after those big time guys, it's $1 quarterbacks, it's $1 tight ends. So like this last draft I ended up with, I did get two quarterbacks. Because sometimes I with the $1, you might as well just get two of them. And they the, might not be the, I got Carson Wentz for a dollar and I got Jared Goff for a dollar. This is the first right. year where I actually endorse that um, idea only because there are certain people that I would want to do that for. And I'm not the only one to have this idea, right? So it, you know, it won't always work out for you. But if I was going to go off, and especially if you're going to get someone like Wentz who you know, has yeah. the injury concerns, it's great that you followed up and you have two you know, wonderful – Goff is a great – He's a great player. Yeah. I would have no problem if he was my starter. The one I like to do is I like because first of all, QB is so <laughs> easy to get that uh, I mean, if you look at the rankings, Patrick Mahomes is the only one that ranks above in double digits. He's fifteen dollars on ESPN. The next one is Deshaun Watson for six dollars, and then Cam Newton at number six is only worth two, and then it goes down from there. So it is very easy to get a cheap. QB. And if I end up with uh, a Drew Brees or a Russell Wilson, someone of that nature, I love, I could start them every single time. I probably only spend a buck on them. Great. But I do look later on in the draft. Can I throw a Kyler Murray on there for a buck? Mm -hmm. Can I throw in a Lamar Jackson for a dollar? Someone that has very high upside. And, and, you know, especially for the team, um, maybe you would rather spend that on a wide receiver. That's completely up to you. But in that situation, I really like doubling down and a high-level guy. I'm not talking about throwing Tom Brady as a backup on your team, right? I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about someone that truly – you're not exactly sure what they're going to be. And if their legs do the talking and they live up to the hype mm-hmm. of that rushing QB, that's who I'm looking for. Yep. So I'm looking at some – I was just looking at the draft we did the other day. And it shows to me that, again, like the first player in, in a tier is just – first player in a tier, especially earlier in a draft, is so much cheaper. So – this happened where okay, Derrick Henry again. Not you're not the biggest fan, of Derrick Henry. I'm 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 who knows on Derrick Henry, but still, you know he is a player that you might not like where he goes in a in a, in a snake draft, but maybe you can get him in an auction for a certain price. You'd be cool with it, correct? Yeah. So he was actually nominated as like the third player on the board after McCaffrey went big, Julio went big, then Derrick Henry's out there. So it's kind of like okay, he's on his own tier. He's not in that top guys. He's just there, and people were you know he, they're not thinking of him very much yet. 
He went for sixteen dollars. Think about think and about he, you. You know what the rest of this draft is. Yes, so it went Derek, it went absolutely yeah. nuts. And he was he was rate, rated yeah. ranked valued at twenty three dollars. Yeah. And that doesn't seem like it, a huge disparity. No, but but it really is when you're paying thirty dollars so over for everyone else because he, he was the first one in a tier. And yeah. there wasn't anybody else around. And we were people, it was still early enough where, you know, McCaffrey and Julio are names. People were going to go after him. But then all of a sudden, Derrick Henry shows up where it's like, eh, people are iffy on him. So, Later on, I'll say, Devontae Freeman, who you would still, you would consider similar in, yeah, in rank and tier. Without a doubt. Devontae Freeman went for $44. Right. So think about that difference. There's not much difference. in I might even have Henry ranked ahead of Devontae Freeman. I do not, but I would I would say that they're close they're enough where similar. Derrick Henry is definitely... That is a huge discount. I'd rather have Derrick Henry at sixteen dollars than Devontae Freeman right? at forty four. Exactly. You'd so much I mean and you you got Aaron Jones, which I know you like Aaron Jones. I like Aaron Jones much right. better too. But Aaron Jones still went for thirty seven compared to Henry sixteen. That's a big difference right. for a guy who I we, still like Aaron has Jones. Has some better, question marks too. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's the same kind of thing. It's like so Henry was early, and because of that, he went for a much cheaper price. And it's Sometimes in that's not a, maybe a terrible strategy is if you like a middle, a mid tier running back, you like one of them, put them out or I've never thought about this before. But looking at this. Maybe you put them out in that first round and you know, it could go either way. Maybe you get a value or other people spend too much because you just never know how it's quite going to play Right. where somebody might spend way too much and he goes way higher. But if it's a guy that you kind of just like and want to see, maybe you get him. If not, let people overspend. But well, this it's is, interesting. This is a very good question. Um, it's perfect. So. You know, if you're in a snake, it, this bears very little because you can't really pick it, right? You get the number one pick, right? It happens. And people don't think about that when they're going into an auction because it's randomly selected. Oh, you get to nominate first. But everyone kind of downplays that. If you got to nominate mm-hmm. first, who do you nominate and why? Typically, I will nominate. I mean, I do have two things. Sometimes I will. There, there's a few ways to go. Yeah, with this. yeah. So I've had. It depends. Like this year, I wanted, I, I would have liked McCaffrey. I didn't like the price, but again, you know, like he is, he was on his own tier. If there was, if you're just starting off the draft and there's like, you know, all, everyone's out there, I'm probably going to nominate one of those guys that I actually do want. Um, maybe first, just to get them. If I think there's three, if it's McCaffrey, Barkley, Kamara, maybe I nominate one and maybe the price, because there's still two more. People are going to drop off because they're still at that point. Okay. If I don't get this guy, I'll get the next one. I sometimes like that. I've been leaning more towards that recently, at least for the first round, at least for the first round and getting that guy locked up. Cause I like to lock up my draft early, not lock it. I like to have somebody really good on my team right away. So I feel, I just look, I can breathe easier. Mm-hmm. I already got somebody. And then after that, really after that first round, I start nominating big time guys who I don't want any part of that. I know will go for a good price. Right. And, and that's kind of where I'm at. At first round, I like to go the other way now. Second and, I, I will change in the first round if I've already got there. If I wasn't one of the first nominees and one of those guys went and I went after him right away, then I can just nominate. Yeah, I'll nominate a guy. Doesn't I don't know who exactly that is for sure. Um, I mean, it might be like a Le'Veon Bell because I like him, but I don't like – he went for $81 in ours. That's insane. Yeah, that's way too much. I might I might nominate him because as much as I do I, – I don't – I'm not down on Bell this year. I don't want to spend for him in an auction. Right. And I might nominate him and, you know, somebody like that just to get some money off the board. It, or Mahomes. If I'm in a regular right now, I'll probably nominate Mahomes, get get that quarterback money off the board. And you can't ever assume you're going to get a deal on any player because even someone like Todd Gurley, 
you're like, oh, people are thinking he's going to get hurt yeah, no. or, you know, he's hurt and he's not going to play an entire season, whatever it may be. And you think that, you know what? He's valued at 45, but I bet I can get my 40. Never think that way. It will always bite you. <laughs> it always bite you and bite you terribly. And I think getting someone early is a very important thing because even if yep. it, it goes like it goes sideways on you, right? McCaffrey goes out there. That is a person you were deciding to get, say. He goes for way more. And even to the point where you're like, this is getting ludicrous. Like this person is not going to stop bidding. I have to let him go. And at that point, if, if he went first, great. Yep. Like, because you're like, I have a couple more guys. But if he was the final one, and say you did this later in the draft, um, then you have less chance to actually change your strategy. So even if that guy goes and you're like, shoot, I, I don't know, don't be afraid to keep going. Don't try to get that money off the board yet because mm-hmm. you have to find out whether or not you can still have that strategy of two big names at running back or one big name and then yep. change. Um, because you don't want to, because if, hey, say those four guys go and you know, I'm not going to go two big running backs. I'm not going to go one. No, I'm going to go all wide receivers. But I want every wide receiver out there so I can pick and choose and figure out, like, you know, I'll take one of those four top guys. I'm just going to go after the one guy that I think is going for the best value. I don't care which one I get. And then you can change. The The longer you wait on any of these, the less or the more chance you have to be disappointed because the less opportunity you have to redirect the ship, if you will. And then – some people, I think you like this, is uh, nominating a defense kicker. I do. I, um, less <laughs> I used the, to. I haven't done as much as I used to, but less, it's, less, it makes yeah, sense. It still less makes sense. Less if it's uh, the first round because yeah. not many people will do it. We had, all, a, we, had a couple year, we had a couple years where that happened in one, our leagues, like changed over everyone else and nominated a defense kicker. And I was like, oh, come on, guys. Yeah. And, the, but, and uh, that's totally fine. I, I like to do it. Like the last time I did it sense, was because though. every running back was going so high that I even typed it in there. I was like, I was like, sorry guys, I'm dumping cold water on it because <laughs> I was literally like, okay, settle down for a minute. Yeah, here, I was right? like, I, I need a moment to think. And I threw it out there and best happens is like, I throw the bears out there for a buck. I get them for a dollar and I'm happy. Or someone spends over $1, which it went for like five. Yeah. And then I'm super happy because that money's off the board yep. for a defense who, who knows. And also I think this is a hard and fast rule that maybe you would agree with. Never spend over a dollar for a kicker no, or a defense just don't if, do if you're it. if you're drafting unless him. unless you're unless you're t- more towards the end and you right, know, right. at I, the end. Yeah. I just just don't do it early. I don't care. I mean last last year people were spending big on the Jaguars defense. Look how that turned out. I know we all think the Bears are gonna be great again, but defense is the one thing that it's hard to come it's like in fantasy defense just doesn't it's Fantasy defense. They might yeah. have a good defense. Their fantasy defense might not have the same turnovers, touchdowns. It's just, just don't do it. And don't draft multiple. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, especially when alcohol is involved, I've seen people end up with like three defenses. I think four in one year. It was a, it was a hefty champagne year for someone. Uh, don't be a, yeah, don't, and don't, <laughs> and don't be like Joe, our buddy Joe in this league. He still has a decent team, but it's, we start three receivers. We start two running backs, three receivers, and a flex. And he only has three receivers on his entire team right now. But he has four tight ends. Yeah. And so that that's what happened. Three quarterbacks. It's like just don't pay attention to what your roster's looking at. I know in an auction sometimes it gets a little you see value, you see value, you keep seeing value. Uh yeah, just just don't don't do it. So who uh going along with this, obviously you can if you're spending a lot of money up top, that is totally fine. But near the end of the draft, this is where it tends to be it separates people, right? Where you can yep. actually get some real good values or 
$1 players at the end, everyone only has a buck left and they just keep taking turns taking yep. someone. Who is a very low value player that you find on most of your teams that you would recommend to people? I keep getting Naheem Hines. I like him more in PBR, but I like, I just, I like him for some reason and I keep getting him on like every single team and it's for a dollar. Why not? Right. And I got Jalen Samuels a few times for a dollar. I think those kind of guys like later on in draft, I just like getting them for $1 and also, um, Devin Singletary, I didn't get him in this league because you got him, but I like getting, if you can get Devin Singletary for a buck, that's great. And I actually like your pick of Anthony Miller. He was, I was going to look for him too. Mm-hmm. I like, I mean, yeah, if it doesn't work out, you just get really, release him. But yeah, he showed some promise last year and he's like not getting talked about at all, but he showed promise. I like him a lot for that. And then, yeah, those kind of guys are, you know, solid players to get for a buck there at the, I was down to $1 bids and I had guys I wanted Jeff here. Had a $2 bid left. At least one $2 bid. So I needed him to spend that too because there was other players I wanted. Well, yeah. I can't remember who that was now. I'm pretty sure you threw something up there knowing that I, I did. would go and get him. I knew you'd get Sutton for two. And if you didn't, I'll take him for one. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, yeah. well, I'm going to have to spend it now. And then he comes back around and then he throws Singletary out there. And I was like, dang it. That was the next guy yeah. I was going to get. I can't remember which draft this was. We yeah. do so many of them. But um, so, yeah, and it's very, very big. You have to kind of start playing the odds. And especially when you have hardly any money left. Say you go for the for the big one, you yeah. spend $100 early. And then at that point, I'm not even throwing out people I like because I not, just want – I'm throwing up the, the best yeah. available. If you as much money if, off If the you're board down side. to that low price early, you throw guys you don't want. You just have to read the draft as when you can start maybe trying to throw a guy out. And I was in a bad spot where there was some – I just knew it wouldn't work. I needed – in. I wanted Baker Mayfield and I couldn't get him because I only had a buck. and He didn't go for much. No, I think I threw him out there for – Two trying to steal him, and I think someone else took him from me. Yeah, but. he didn't. He didn't go for much. But oh, what happened? I would say with our well, little thing here was I put out the Sutton deal, so you got him. Now my plan was to get Singletary the next time around. You sniped him. You oh, you put him right. right out. I took. You him. put him out two then picks you later. Jalen Samuels. Samuels. Yeah. That's what it was. And so you had to know who you're drafting with and yeah. who um, other people you know might be targeting because hey, you know that's going to matter a lot if when you're down towards the end of the draft where it almost becomes. Almost becomes like a snake draft there at the end. Oh, Baker only went for four dollars. Oh, okay, I should so, have saved him. I mean, okay, so on this one, I have Baker ranked as the fifth quarterback. Yeah. On here, he's ranked the seventh. Whatever. You can get the a top ten guy for four dollars. Yeah. I mean, and literally, you got, you got I, Drew Brees for two. Yeah, for yeah. two. And I think I threw out two only because I didn't want yeah. someone to outbid me. Yep. Um. And yeah. Yeah. And you got Goff and Wentz for a, a buck each, right? Yeah. So <laughs> just don't spend on quarterbacks. You don't need to. Yeah. And the um. Yeah, so obviously that's a big one. Don't don't overspend on quarterback. I mean, if you really wanted to have a certain guy, uh, if you really wanted Patrick Mahomes or something, I get it. But um, yep. I just uh, I don't know. But tight end is a weird one for me. Usually I don't want to spend any money on it. But this year was. I'll be honest. I, I'm okay with spending a little bit of money because I think the top six are so much better than the guys below them. Yep. I do have two guys that if I get in trouble. I immediately will pay a buck or two for Najoku or Eric Ebron. Those are my two fallback. Yep. But I'm always trying to find, can I get a deal on Hunter Henry or, and, you know, deal means, you know, is he going to go for value pretty much? And I think you can get a deal typically on him. Not, not too crazy. This one, you yeah. did go for six, but, but. Yeah. yeah and that actually is a deal. So yeah. that would have been wonderful. I just didn't have and any I money just, left. I just wait until the last possible second. So I have an excuse to draft Mike Gusecki and make it not feel terrible. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. But um, all right. I think that's all I got for auction today. Though so I think if you haven't done it in your league, you know, maybe you've talked about auction a little bit, but people are worried about, oh, it takes too long. And so, oh, I mean, isn't that fun? The draft's like the might, might be the most fun, the best time of fantasy football, right? Is the draft. It's awesome. Why not have your draft last an hour longer? It's not even that bad. I think our, ours the other night went like, what? Not even, maybe two and a half hours, two hours, 15 minutes, just over two, actually probably like two hours and 15 minutes. Yeah. It wasn't that it, crazy. It is longer, but it's much more engaging. Oh, it's so much more fun. Yeah. And you're in it yeah. because you're in every single yeah. one of them. It was maybe, yeah, just not even, it was two, two and a half hours right in there. It was a good time. I did a snake draft the other day that went hour and 45. It wasn't that much, you know, that, that sucked actually, but that's so much more boring when you pick and then you just sit around and wait and wait. And and it, well, it there's comes no back skill. To, there's it, not much skill involved. There's when, skill involved yeah. in auction. When it gets back to you, too, you yeah. can literally look at who's the top-rated player. It gives yeah. you a very good idea. Here, yeah. you really have to piece together a team. So yeah. if you run out of money, you start looking. You get creative. You start playing yeah. mind games. <laughs> yeah. All right. That'll do it for a little auction draft talk. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.